Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Perth to Paisley podcast. For once, we don't have any hearts games to moan about. However, we are just going to touch on some other you know, issues and what's been going on in Scottish football uh, between seasons. I am one of your hosts, Adam Kennedy, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Daniel McIver. Mr. McIver, how are we this evening? Hello, I'm doing all right. I've just had... A long weekend was off Friday, off today, Monday as we record this. So I've had a lovely time. How are you? That sounds smashing. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thank you, mate. Um, Obviously, I think we've got to touch on kind of the the lack of activity. Um, (laughs) This is primarily my doing, I've got to be honest, um, because, you know, my eggs are in several different baskets. So the fact that (laughs) we've obviously dedicated this podcast primarily to hearts and having no fixture, um, I think we've kind of been waiting for some news to arrive, haven't we, really? Yeah, exactly. Like, let's be honest, we all made it pretty clear in the season review that there was going to be a wee break because up until the thing that we're going to speak about at the end, there's not been much to talk about from a club hearts perspective. So we wanted to let everybody know that in the review. So if you listen to that, thank you very much. However... We're now here to just kind of give a summing up of the rest of Scottish football and how it affects us and kind of what we think this summer's going to be like. So we've got quite a few topics, but we have no idea how long this will be. So just kind of sit back and enjoy us speaking about things. A lot of stuff isn't necessarily to do with Hearts directly, but still affects the club as they are a part of Scottish football. It's perfectly put. And I think that one thing that certainly would have affected the city of Edinburgh was the most recent Scottish Cup final. Um, Daniel, I, I don't really know, you know, where I'm going with this other than to ask you, you know, how pleasing was that? Right. I had a day on the 22nd of May. So I, uh, for the first time since all this pandemic stuff hit, got to go back to my family home. Uh, for the first time since Christmas 2019, on the day that the Scottish Cup final between St Johnston Football Club and Hibernian Football Club was being played. However, before that, I was getting tattooed, and I get tattooed at Insider Tattoo, which, if anybody knows Edinburgh, is right smack bang in the middle of Leith. So Lovely little plug there as well, can I just add? Yes, exactly, Insider Tattoo. They're absolutely class. Go there if you want to inflict pain on your body for art. It's great. Um, So my appointment was at quarter to three. I went to get there. I went a walk and I left at two o'clock when the game was kicking off. Didn't check my phone. Whole walk there. Got to the shop at quarter two and I was like, right, it's half time. Do I check it just now and potentially ruin the whole tattoo experience? So I decided against it. I was like, no, listen, nah. No good look at it. Go in. The first hour is all about the design process and he drew it on me. And then just before we started, he went, I'm just going to nip away for two minutes. And I looked at the time and I realised it was then about quarter to four. And I was like, okay, there's a chance this game's finished. What do I do? And just as I was deciding what to do, I just heard somebody shout, and I know that the person shouting that was a fellow tattooist in the shop who is a Hibs fan. And I got very excited going, oh, they've lost! And then got to go on my phone 
And the relief that just kind of washed over me. My dad was coming to pick me up and we'd been spending the days at before it going, oh, we can't drive into the middle of Leith as they're all celebrating. Like that's the worst case scenario. I'm sitting there going, I'm going to have to sit here getting tattooed and I can hear them all outside celebrating stuff like that. So in many, many ways, I've never been more relieved for a football result in my life. But of course, I mean, it was never in doubt, was it? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I I have, or I did have the feeling that it was actually going to be the year so come, time. you know, like the round of 16. I think yeah. once once I saw the old firm had drawn one another, once I'd seen that Aberdeen and Livingston had drawn one another, I just thought, you know, th- there's two top six teams gone. Yep. And ultimately then the pressure then gathers on them. But thankfully, you know, they didn't go against the grain and managed to do what they do best and let that pressure get the better of them. I mean, I think relief is probably the right word, isn't it? It's not, it's not joy that they've got beat. It's just a case of, thank God that's finished and it's not the outcome that we were dreading. Exactly. Like, and also, also the biggest takeaway, obviously, listen, we're a Hearts podcast. We're obviously going to revel in Hibs losing. But unless it was against us, I would have wanted St Johnston to win against anybody else because of what like what a moment for that football club it's unbelievable and what's even more unbelievable is that a boy in the year above me at school is lifting both trophies as captain of St Johnston (laughs) um so shout out Jason Kerr um he is a Hibs fan he and his brother Greg so they used to absolutely terrorize me at school for for being a jambo so I'm delighted for Jason. Um, I'm delighted that Greg and the rest of the Hybees weren't uh, weren't happy. But I mean, did you catch any of the game? Did you see the highlights? Or I saw. So that? yeah, when we went back home, we we watched sports scene and like it just, again, highlights can tell a story. Particularly, it can be de- they can be designed to tell a certain story. But Hibbs just the fact it finished one Nelson Johnston is incredibly unfair on St. Johnston because I just think oh. Hibs looked like they just had, in a very traditional Hibs sense, they hadn't turned up to a big game and St. Johnston should have won that by at least a couple of clear goals. Definitely. I mean, they obviously missed that penalty through Glenn. That was Middleton. a really good save. I will say that. Macy's save was, uh, considering the height of him, which is all commentators speak about. Oh, honestly, <laughs> the times that I hear that he's six foot seven, I'm like, okay. But in cool. fairness to him, because of his height, Middleton puts it in a fantastic position, just low and hard into the corner, and he gets there and then makes the double save. So but- fair play to him for that. But I was discussing it. I mean, why why did he not take inspiration from Craig Beattie in the 2012 semi? You know, Beat spoke about that, didn't he, with the size of Fraser Forster? Yeah. And obviously putting it down the middle, but never mind. I mean, obviously that, that could have come back to bite them. But I, I watched the whole game. Um That's brave. I, I did I did, but I watched it on my Todd. Um dad and my sister, they, they were out on the town. Um, for a for a kind of father daughter day. Um, God, what a potentially was... disastrous, depressing day! The rest oh. of your family are having really lovely times away, and you're just sat yourself, potentially no, well, becoming but... really depressed as no, you watch but... your rivals <laughs> lift the cup. 
<laughs> well, my mum was still in the house. She was up the stair. Um, oh, that's I, fine then. That's fine. And, and, and I just watched a couple beers just to settle the, the nerves that I had. I'm not going to lie. I was nervous. Um, I predicted 3-0 Hibs before it. I, 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 I fancied Hibs. I, I was delighted. I think it's sort of that reverse psychology thing, isn't it? You're kind of yeah. planning what you don't want to happen. Um, but then, obviously, I looked at kind of the St. Johnston stats, I guess, regarding... Hibs. I think that's now four consecutive clean sheets against them, which is... I couldn't believe they bizarre. hadn't even scored against St Johnston this season. It's, it's, honestly, it's mad. Or certainly, I, I think they scored right at the start. They might have won 1-0 in Perth, I think, but certainly it's like three consecutive clean sheets, and the fact that they dismantled them at Hamden, obviously in, in the League Cup as well, I, I, was, I was hopeful, but I just I didn't see lightning striking twice. But see, but I, swear, I swear they... St Johnston were unbeaten against them this season because I swear I saw a stat that it was the last two Scottish Cup finals Hibs have lost have been against us and St Johnston, two teams that were unbeaten against them for the rest of the domestic season. Oh, is that right? I think so. Again, I, I might like citation needed, but I swear I saw that because it was a photo of Sergio and Davidson standing together, and it was like it was like one of the first times that had happened. I know that obviously it's it's great that St Johnston won and you know the goal was decent and you know it it gave us a laugh and you know a, a reason to cheer. Um, but when you break it down, I mean St Johnston doing the double, yeah. it's just it's mad, isn't it? It's like, just crazy. I don't know whether you saw the the thing on Twitter, but I saw somebody share it. You know, I think Saints had just reached the final. And they were saying that you'd get 10,000 to one for yeah. St. Johnston to lift both trophies. Yeah. And when you consider that the Leicester miracle was 5,000 to one, <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable that achievement. But it makes you, I mean, it's great to see it as, you know, I've not got any links to St. Johnston whatsoever, bar potentially Jason, but does it not sort of depress you kind of knowing that we've got the capability to do that if St Johnston have yet we've been nowhere near it there's an element of yes and no like yes obviously because it's like for fuck's sake if they can do it why have we not done it yet but there is the other element of me where putting my rational head on I know that it's cup football which is very different to league football see if St Johnston had won the league then it would be like, well, how has this happened? Like, what? But then you see the run that they had. Like, I think when I know he technically didn't score because it wasn't given to Xander Clark. But when Xander Clark does that, there's almost an element of they're going to do this. Aren't they? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a, a destiny thing or fate, isn't yeah. it? At that point, and I think Absolutely. the draws obviously play a big part as well. You know, no old firm club in either semi final is. A crazy, crazy start. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And that that definitely does give the advantage. However, then on the flip side, St. Johnston beat Rangers to get there. Like, it's not like they just had yeah. our 2019 run where they didn't beat anybody big. <laughs> no, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, congratulations to St. Johnston. And, and- <laughs> to Jack Ross and all these. Thank you, Sean Rooney. It was a, it yes. was a great day. Of course, we are going to be preparing for the Premiership. Um, I think we spoke kind of once the, the league was wrapped up and the playoff places were settled as to 
could we see any sort of championship side mount a, a challenge? Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to touch on the Premiership first and foremost. I, for one, am delighted to see Hamilton Academical relegated. Right. This is the thing. I have no strong feelings towards Hamilton either way. I don't like their shitty pitch, right? But see, apart from that, I'm not really arsed about them. I don't really get where all the... Because genuinely, enlighten me with this. Is a lot of the aggression just because they've got a tiny wee ground? And uh, uh, the the lack of fans... Yeah, they're deemed that they're too small time to be in the Premiership. What what I will give Aki's praise for is their youth academy. I think I think they've they've got a, a decent conveyor belt of talent. But See, I just that, like them because they relegated Hibs. Well, that's what, gonna, that that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. That. that that's the only decent thing that they've done. And I just don't get the aggression it. towards them. Mm, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Is aggression the right word? No, I, I get what you mean. no I mean, aggression there are, there isn't are, the right word. There are some that. Just don't. I think it comes from wanting to see the Scottish game grow, doesn't it? And folk would argue that Aki's aren't, you know, a, I don't want to say a decent selling point, but they're certainly not one of the biggest sides. They're not a Premiership team, are they? No, no, no. Um, like for example, when we're trying to get a TV deal, you can't sell them on Hamilton. <laughs> no. But in, fa- but in fairness, there is on. an element of well, then. If you don't like them so much and don't think they should be here, relegate them. And none of us could do that for seven years. No, I mean, not even the coronavirus could kill off Hamilton Ackes. And exactly. thankfully, and I respect you know, that. Of, of all of all the seasons for us to occupy bottom spot, we had we really did choose yeah. an absolute cracker. But I really respect that. There's a, there is an element of re, like shithousery respect that no matter what people have tried to do, including a global pandemic, they managed to stay up. <laughs> Until this moment, I guess they're they're St Johnston before St Johnston were in the yes. exceeding expectations. Yes, absolutely. It's but, I I do think, however, was it in January that it was announced that Brian Rice was getting a contract extension? Yeah, was that not after they got smashed something like eight one at Ibrox? It was something like that, and I think at that moment a lot of people went, "Ah, that's never a good sign." And when you lose somebody of kind of David Templeton's um, importance through injury, you know, he, yeah. he was carrying them to an extent. I like big Ogcompo as well, but obviously an- another side that will be joining them in the championship, remarkably, in my opinion. I'm buzzing. Um, is, see why? This is what I don't get. You seem more <laughs> pleased that Kelly have gone down, but I'm I'm 100% more pleased that Aki's have gone down. Why, why are you not happy that, or why are you happy that Kilmarnock will be playing second tier football next season? It's not so much happiness, it's far more curiosity. Oh, you're going to gauge whether they're like an anomaly in the championship, aren't you? Yeah, I'm like, because I, I can't remember seeing a team look so bad. <laughs> right? I, I, did you watch both playoff games? Yeah, I did. How rank rotten were they, by the way? I mean, seriously, if, if it weren't for Kyle Lafferty, I'm actually starting to believe that they would have finished, you know, stone dead last. Yeah. Oh, like 100%. they were actually awful, but yeah, I, when I looked at Lafferty's signing and the start that he got off to, I, you know, I, I, I said on kind of talk Scottish football and whatever that I fancied Dundee to come up just because of the momentum that they were gathering. Mm-hmm. I, I did not think it would be at Kilmarnock's ex- expense. I 100% thought that Lafferty was going to fire them to safety, 
and that probably Ross County would occupy that that playoff place. I fully, fully agree, and I thought that until the final whistle of the first leg, where it was like and then, it was just completely laid bare. It was like this is how, but like unbelievably, Dundee weren't four nil up after the first leg. Like somehow, Kelly were still in with a chance. But well, that's it, what I was going to say because they scored with their only shot on target, which makes yeah. you then think, you know, it, it, even in our young ages, you know enough about football at this stage to kind of it's like it just seemed a classic case of if you don't take your chances, you will get punished. Mm-hmm. That and that first leg. True. I don't know whether the, the Kelly goal actually benefited Dundee because thinking about it, had they had they have gone down to Rugby Park 2-0 up, they, they could have thought that they were on easy street. That's true. I think that it was kind of the wake-up call that they needed in the tie. I, I don't know about you. No, that I, I hadn't thought of it like that, but that is actually a very good point because you saw it at half-time of the second leg. Um, Chris Boyd made a point of it that despite Dundee going in winning... I, I think it was by half time it was four one on aggregate. Yeah. I they went two 0 yes, up in the first half. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um despite it being four one on aggregate and two 0 at half time to Dundee, the Dundee players were kicking off at each other and shouting at each other at half time as they were coming off. The Kelly players just quietly went in. And it was one of those moments where you were just like, Yeah. They just Dundee just simply want it more. And I don't like it when football a really nuanced game is like brought down to such a simple statement. But it that double-leg affair was one of those examples where it was just... I, obviously, the playoffs have been going there for seven years. The first example of it was what we were just speaking about when Hamilton beat Hebs. And I can't think of, in the past seven playoffs, a time where the Premiership side have looked so terrible in comparison to the Championship side. Because obviously, like, for example, take the Hibs game, because that's the one I kind of remember most. Also, I remember the St Mirren-Dundee United one, where, yeah, listen, Hibs and St Mirren didn't look very good. They looked like a team in 11th and deservedly there. But you could kind of tell, all right, that's the Premiership team if you just put a neutral in front of it who didn't really know much about Scottish football. However, I genuinely think if you put somebody who didn't really know much about Scottish football down, sit down, watch their two legs, they would go, oh, Dundee are by far and away the Premiership, eh? they're staying up and come yeah. on and go try and do it again. Like, I just couldn't believe it. And I think, it, I don't think Tommy Wright could believe it as well with his post-match comments. No, I, 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 listen, I, I, I just looked at it and could not believe how poor Kelly were because you look at some of the names, Lafferty obviously being the main one, I, I really like Chris Burke. I think he always performs against us. Um, he does. I, I, I like the two in midfield previously, Dicker and Power. They both looked miles off it. Yusuf Malumbu going back to France before the, the games were even played was just <laughs> bizarre. Um, obviously thinking he's like Demure. Uh, but yeah, a killy man. Terrible. So, and when, so yeah, sorry. That was the thing that, was, that you asked me. Um, I, I just don't know what they're going to do in the Championship this coming season because I can't oh, I can't remember her name but one of the chief individuals at Comanix they put on their Twitter this wee interview with the three of them um, Billy Bowie I think was one of them and in it in the video they said that the playing budget will remain the same as it was for this past season so you have to think well listen that's a far bigger budget than anybody else in the championship will have and they'll chuck do it and whatever and probably 
probably get up. But I don't necessarily know if that is the case. Just because they have a bigger budget, yeah, absolutely. That should lend you towards it, and that is a massive part as to why we eventually won it by 12 points this season. But I can see Kelly doing a Dundee United and staying down there for quite a few years because they just they just look hopeless. They, they are really, really poor. Um, and considering that side was in Europe, you know, not so long ago. And they, listen, they boasted a fantastic record at Tynecastle over us for a, a good wee while, certainly well, during that, Steve that, Clark's era. That Kilmarnock game under Stendhal with Joe Perea was one of just oh, the Jesus. worst. We went 3 0 down. Oh, my God. And it was just, that's the famous site, listeners, if you can't remember it, of. Craig Halkett audibly screaming, stay in your fucking goals <laughs> to Joe Pereira. <laughs> but yeah, I just always remember Kelly coming to us, go, us going there, and us really, really struggling. And just, as you say, the fall that they've had from under Steve Clark. But then, can you argue it's not actually a fall? It was just such a rise under Steve Clark. And then they got back to where they had to be. Because for the previous few years, they'd been skirting around the relegation zone as well. Yeah, they'd been toying with the idea of it, hadn't they? Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know. It, it just seems like real mismanagement. I mean, the, the Alessio appointment, that was obviously cut short. And then to appoint Alex Dyer, I thought was pretty uninspiring at the time. Had he not lost like three games in a row as caretaker and then they made him permanent? That wouldn't surprise me, but it just very, very poor. But listen, Dundee were excellent and thoroughly deserved to be promoted to the Premiership. Um, I'm just trying to think of sort of other divisions. I mean, obviously... I will say something, actually. I will say something that I want to know your opinion of. Uh Uh-huh. Because I saw some people speaking about it. So, obviously... I have made my, I've kind of stuck my flag to the mast and made it very clear that I think the bottom six in the champion in the Premiership is very similar to arguably not as good as the top six or maybe the top four in the Championship, right? Mm-hmm. I think the Kilmarnock Dundee playoff final very much assured me of that. But I saw a thread on Twitter and kind of people, it, it was an interesting point that people were going, right, look, yes, Dundee beat us that season, right? However, we also battered them a couple of times, right? And we finished 12 points clear of them. Yet, Dundee looked like a... Like they blew Kelly out of the water. I saw a lot of people making this argument. Is there an argument to be made that a lot of Hearts fans in particular, because of the way the season went and the anger towards it, was going, look, that championship shite. It's an embarrassment. We've only won it by 12 points. With Inverness taking Ross County very close in the Cups, I can't have, this is my lack of Scottish football knowledge. I feel Dundee took, was it Dundee? No, not Dundee. Right? Dundee took somebody close in the Cups as well. Body of the girls. But like, Every time this past season that a premiership side has played a championship side in terms of the bottom six, they've struggled a wee bit. Does it make the argument that the championship top four or five weren't as bad as many, particularly, as I say, Hearts fans made them out to be? Possibly. I mean, even then, you were touching on bottom six. I can think of, did Livingston not have to 
do Wraith Rovers an extra time. That's who it was, for, sorry. For the, for the Scottish Cup. Yes, um, sorry. So, potentially. Um, we beat Hibs, took Celtic penalties. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not I saying am, it's cut and dry. I'm not saying no. it's cut and dry. But no, and there's, and there's no definitive answer, is there? But yeah. obviously, I think we know that we're in need of a, a couple bodies. Um yes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Do you think we are going to be like the gauge to see exactly how that sort of lies? Probably yes, because I, I, I don't think Dundee will do a lot next season. Like again, I know they did beat us, but we also ripped them apart, particularly on opening day. Um, and James McPake has said that he'll stick with you know that core of the squad. Yes, exactly. Which I, I do think is a bit mental. Uh, so I think they'll be bottom end of bottom six next season. And that's what I mean. So, like, we annihilated them. And if you have to do a lot of, like, projecting, it's like, well, we beat them, battered them. However, Dundee battered Killy, who had beaten a, quite a few teams and only managed to get to 11th on the final day. It wasn't like a, as you were saying, you thought it was going to be Ross County. I agree. Motherwell were down there for ages. Ross County obviously were down there for ages. I I do think that we'll be quite a good gauge, and then it will be a testament to going well. Listen, maybe the chap, maybe we were a bit too arrogant with the championship and going this should be as easy as we've made it. When in fact we actually did quite well. I'm not saying that as like my view. I just think it is quite an interesting point to dissect. And and it certainly will be interested to see kind of how it all pans out this this coming season. One thing that I am pleased about, particularly if we do get crowds back in, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, see, when I watch Kelly get relegated, it's kind of how I felt when, like, an Aston Villa or your Newcastle get relegated from the Prem. It's like, they're a bit of a mainstay. It doesn't, it's not going to, it's going to be odd because 93 was the last time they were in the second tier. So we've only ever known Kilmarnock as a top tier Scottish club. But if we do get fans back in, I think I read on Twitter that it's the first season since 2004-05 that we'll have Old Firm, Dundee Derby and Edinburgh Derby all in the top tier. But added to that, Kelly versus Ayr. Yeah, it would be pretty tasty as well. Um, so I think if we're looking at it, Aki's and Kelly down for Hearts and Dundee up. It goes back to what we were saying earlier that that top tier is strengthened. It's just a case of hopefully getting a decent sponsor for it and being able to sell the unique product that Scottish football is. Yeah, well, did you see the um, the tweet the air said like said when Kelly were relegated was it the eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I just love that just wee things like that is class a bit of shithousery yeah. listen speaking of shithousery obviously was delighted to see Partick Thistle you know their justice be served yep. and them get promoted but I think if we're talking about justice the fact that Brecon City have dropped out of the Scottish Professional Football League is incredibly pleasing and I never thought that I'd give a toss about Brecon. Well, 
we say that, but they're now trying to bribe Lowland League clubs and all. It's still going. Like, you just think, all right, okay, that's breaking away. We didn't need to worry about them for at least a couple of years. But it's like, no, we're going to pay Lowland League fans to come to our grounds. We'll pay the clubs to let us in. Please don't make us go to the Highland League. Please don't. But it's because, listen, I, I am not a fan of Kelty Hearts, right? I don't I, like Kelty Hearts. I, I'm, not, I'm not really either. I was sort of wanting Brora to go up so yes. it wouldn't look as bad for us. <laughs> I I don't like Kelty due to my hometown club being Gallifrey Rovers. They're in the Lone League. I just, without going to... I don't agree with the way Kelty Hearts run themselves. Right? That's all I'll say. But... <laughs> the, the man city of Scottish Lone Yeah, football. just a wee bit. <laughs> However, of course, I was I would rather them be up here in the pyramid than Brecon because just the gall on them to just consistently be shit and we're speaking about how Hamilton kind of get relegated times that by a hundred we Brecon but oh I was delighted but then yeah just in the last couple of days it's like oh Brecon they're still going they're still trying to remain relevant and yet three years ago they were playing championship football it's just unbelievable it is mad. It's like they're like Sunderland or like Portsmouth. Yeah. Gone gone even worse. I saw um, that. It was something like they'd won like sixty-eight out of their last five hundred and seventy points. <laughs> it's like something mental like that. That is ridiculous. Because when they were in the championship, they didn't even win a game, did they? No. Nah. I think I think they drew four and lost thirty-two. Yep, that was it. Unbelievable. Crazy. Of course, Hearts were competing in the Scottish Championship. I don't know whether you saw the Scottish Championship Team of the Year. I was intrigued to get your thoughts on it. So for those that haven't seen it and are intrigued to know, there's four Heart and Midlothian representatives. Um, In the 11, it's Craig Gordon in goal, back four of Michael Smith, Ewan Murray, Io Obelai and Lee Ashcroft of Dunfermline, Queen of the South and Dundee. Dundee's Charlie Adam slots in the midfield alongside Wraith Rovers' Reagan Hendry and Andy Irving. And up front, it's Connor Shields, now, of course, at Motherwell, having signed with them, Liam Boyce and Nikolai Todorov. Um, listen, four Hearts representatives. Is that too much? Is that too many? Is, ah. is it too little? Are you happy with that? Are you not really giving a toss? What's your thoughts, mate? I couldn't really give a shit. However, it's quite nice for them, isn't it? Like, obviously, Boyce won Player of the Year. Yes, he did. Well. So you had to have him in. Like, and also he's the top goal scorer in the league. Like, if you don't put him in, it's weird. Craig Gordon's been the best goalkeeper in the league. He's been one of the best players in the league. Totally fair. Michael Smith. He had his wee dip around February, March, as we have documented on the podcast. But again, he was just kind of his Mister Consistent self. I saw a lot of people say Willie Gibson should be in. Um, which I like I think, the boy Reagan Tumulty at Wraith. Yeah, I think both of them are quite fair shouts. I can understand that. But again, Smith has been the right back for the champions. The big one that a lot of people were speaking about was Andy Irvin, uh, his inclusion. And I can understand, I said on Twitter, I can understand why some people are thinking that Andy Irvin shouldn't be in, particularly with his kind of second half of the season form in post the January transfer window. But we do need to remember... I think it was most key passes in the league, joint third, I think, for assists. And a statistician's dream, 
isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And most importantly, that first half of the season, he often got us out of the shit, was kind of single-handedly pulling us up by our bootstraps. And there is a reason that many people wanted him to sign that contract. And a lot of that noise started in the first half of the season. I think it's pretty fair. Um, the rest of the players, fine. I don't really care. I think most of them are fair. Connor Shields, obviously, as you've just said, has now moved up to the Premiership. I think that's fair. Todorov is maybe a wee bit weird because I think it seems to just be on the last seven games because I don't remember hearing much of him for the first 20. But then McCann came in and kind of just seemed to revolutionise him. But that did coincide with Inverness going from ninth all the way up to the almost top four. And he was pretty good. He was never good against us. It seemed almost like nope. he can't, like he couldn't do anything against his former club. But I, I think that's fair. Do you disagree? Do you think we should have had any more players? Do you disagree with any of the inclusions? Um, like I say, I, I'm a fan of Regan Tumulty's at, at right back, and your mates in my, it. My love for for Michael Smith. Yeah, well, Regan, I think that's that's no real surprise. Um, yeah. I think he's, I think he's Premiership bound. Anyway, to be and honest, you got, wee, you got a wee insight. Is it comedy, um, Gorgie? I I don't have any insight as of yet. I mean, I, I say this like we're best mates. That's code we're, for you're going to find out. We're, we're we're pals, but it's not like like if we if we bumped into one another in the street, we might get a, an exchange of an all right. Nah, so, blood brothers. I mean, I, I did I did congratulate him on you know the team of the year and whatever, but yeah, I mean. What I have heard is Livingston and Motherwell supposedly interested. My personal opinion, I think we could do a lot worse, but that's we'll we'll come to that um, later on. But yeah, yeah, I, I can't really, I can't really disagree with with any anything to do with the team of the year. What I did find funny was the boy Obalai. Mm -hmm. He he signed for Livingston as well, by the way. He. Yes. Um, he was rotten at centre half against us, and yet. When he, got he score? In, but when he got moved into midfield, he was he, he then became one of the like the top goal scorers in the league. So yeah. I don't understand why he's in its centre half. Is it because there were no outstanding centre halves? I mean, you need only look at our mob. I don't think there's any bar soapy and obviously him coming back, but you're not gonna you're not gonna have six games or whatever it was overrule the entire duration of the season. Um yeah, that was a bit weird. But I don't know. But he did when he moved into his midfield. He did look just like a different player. But I don't know. I mean, ultimately, what, what does it matter? Exactly. <laughs> We're out of this shite <laughs> league, so that's all I give a fuck about. I was just intrigued to gain your thoughts. That's all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody else. Kind of maybe Stephen Kingsley first half, but again, his was kind of similar to Smith. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Me, that that's one for our listeners. Get in touch if you feel as though anybody was more worthy of uh, of our four representatives. Definitely. Of course, we have touched on members of the Heart Squad. There, we're always looking to add, aren't we? And yep. despite having no fixture, despite the club publishing today that there's numerous first team players leaving, yeah, we have seen a couple links so far. Um, I've not got these in any kind of chronological no, order. No, I know who I want to start with. Right, okay, who do you want to start, start with? with? Because I need to, like, 
I, I don't even I don't even know. We're starting with Decamona, right? <laughs> because I've apparently become, Cleave. I've apparently become public enemy number one on Hearts Twitter after that suggestion. You did message me and I kind of ruled it out, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, right. I just want to explain here. <laughs> I do my signing logic half on their ability and half on whether I like them. <laughs> you are very sentimental when it comes to former Hearts players, aren't you? See if Tikamona never played for us, but we could sign him on a three-year deal. I'd do it. <laughs> I just love him and want him to be a part of the club. Is he good enough to start for us? No. Is he good enough to be a squad player? Arguable. Do I love him? Yes. Get him into Gorgi. That's my that's my way of viewing life. I want Perry Kitchen to come back because I just like him. Like that's how I operate. I'm not actually in charge of the transfers. Shocked you all be. To oh hear God, that. We, we'd be doing a break in if you were. Right, listen. I've taken Hot Midlothian to multiple Champions League finals in Football Manager, so I think it'd actually be fantastic. But that's by the by. I. So therefore, I don't get myself hung up on transfer targets. I just go, who would I like to have back at the club? Clevy Di Camona is someone I just want to have in and around the club. Fair enough, mate. Your opinion's your opinion. I mean, if we're going down the, the former Hearts central defender route... I mean, there's another one. There's a bigger one that I said as well on Twitter. Yeah. And, that, that, of course and, and honestly... Person. I, I would I would love for this to happen. I just think that wages may be a potential stumbling block, but uh, this past look- season he was on fourteen and a half grand a week. So was he actually? I'm telling you now, Jimmy Dunn is not coming back to hearts. Why not? Because right, to put it in perspective, that's almost double what we were paying Naismith. No, but sometimes I just think you've got to take a couple steps back in order to be launched forward. I think if we came in as kind of a stepping stone and ultimately gave him that platform to kind of kickstart his career, he might take that. Listen, no, I want Jimmy Dunn to come back more than I want most people to come back, right? So many people were like, he only played seven games. Yes, and he was arguably mad of the match in every one of those seven games. He was excellent, I've got to say. He was fantastic. However... Uh, you have to imagine there'll be a truckload of clubs down in England in from who will be able to offer him similar to that wage. But he's had a couple loan spells away from Burnley, hasn't he? I don't think any have been. Was, was it was Fleetwood? Fleetwood, the most recent one, I think. Yeah, yeah. and it, that didn't seem all that successful. I don't know. I, I, this is a classic case of sort of getting your career back underway and then realising that money could potentially come back later on? Does that make sense? It, de- or am it I, definitely am I, am I just being sort of too... I've, I'm viewing this with my maroon tinted specs. I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just I'm desperate for him to come back. I, th- I think he's perfect for what we need. Him and Soapy, we'd win the league. That, that is as decent a centre-half pairing as you're going in the get. country. There you are. Wow. There, I said it. That's a big claim. But I, c- I think it's definitely up there. Like, it, th- he is one of those people where it was just like, if we could even slightly get him, we should be going all in for him. And this I is the thing. I mean, free agent, I don't know whether, like, a release clause would do it. I don't know. I, I, just, I just think he's worth chucking the door at, 100%. 
I I agree. I just don't see it happening in a month of Sundays. No, I don't. I don't think it'll happen. That one that you you put to me that you saw on kickback, which does oh. seem more likely to happen. What did you make of the Phil Jagielka rumor? Right. Listen. Everybody's main criticism of our defence. There's twofold of our main defence and team generally is that it's too old. Right. It's been a very big criticism. The second criticism of our defence is that it's too slow. Christoph Berra has not done it. Christoph Berra is what thirty four. Something like that. 33, 34 and slow, right? Why would we get a 39-year-old <laughs> with even less pace? Because Phil Jagielka is what I've just described, and I don't want Phil Jagielka near Edinburgh. I mean, you can go to Hibs if he wants. You're uh, welcome he's, at he's, Hibs. He's crocked, isn't he? Like, why was this a thing? I saw it, and it, was a, it wasn't a joke thread. It was a legitimate point going because the guy who said it literally went, listen, I know this will be a wee bit unpopular, but I think we could do worse. I disagree. This is where that, that listener comes forward, isn't it? <laughs> or, or I, I, was, I was about to slag off kickback. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to slag on. I'm going to slag off kickbacks. Do I say caliber of hearts fan? Kickbacks. Oh, that's worse than slugging off. Kickbacks. kickbacks regulars. This is why I don't go on it. Yeah. And that's it nothing against a... kickbacks. It's just some folk, some folk just have bizarre opinions, and that has got to be one of the worst I've ever heard. For some reason, me suggesting Dika Mona, who, yes, isn't amazing, <laughs> but has proven to be a lovely guy and liked by fans, and that Derby where he was amazing. So he's got a relative heart success. Yeah, re- it was it was fine, right? You wouldn't say it was amazing, but you wouldn't say it was the worst that we had in the last few years, right? How is that getting laughed out of the building? But we'll go, right, now that we've dealt with that ridiculous claim, how much is Phil Jagielka want a week? How are we in this timeline? God knows. God knows. I mean, <sighs> obviously we're going to touch on kind of other players linked I mean, the Jake Hasty rumour as well. You know... I hadn't even seen that until I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, like... Oh, no, I had, because I messaged you about you it. messaged me about it, yeah. And I just look at the, the wingers that we've brought in. You know, Roberts, Freer, Castanier. Oh. I don't even know who Jake Hasty is. Listen, this is a <laughs> testament, right? I, I was saying... I don't know if I mentioned to you, but I was thinking to myself earlier. This coming season, I'm going to try and pay more attention to Scottish football in general. Right, because all my life I've just been like I care about Hearts and whoever we're playing the next week. Right, that's kind of it. And then generally in the cups, I'll look to that stuff. And I could not name you three players for another team. Right, <laughs> but I was just like we're linked with Jake Hasty. Okay, he's apparently a fast winger. And the responses that I got was not like in terms of reaching out to people like you and so like going, what's he about? It was just met with universal. If that's who we're in for, we're fucked. If that's who we're in for, we can get ready to prepare for the championship again. <laughs> um, listen, obviously, with, with the streaming and stuff that I'm doing as well, I've, I've managed to secure a couple Motherwell mates. One of them, my pal Stevie, refers to Jake Hastie's. He says that he's got the first touch of a hoose. So that basically Great. tells me everything that I need to know. Great. Well, it'll be on a four-year deal next week. And I mean, listen, when he broke through, he and David Turnbull were 
really that was a really exciting time for Motherwell, and then the move to Rangers came far too early. He's then gone back to Motherwell. It's, it just seems like it's all happened far too soon for him. So naturally, I'm expecting him to rock up at Tynecastle. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be happy with that signing if it goes through. I've got to be honest. No. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of other links. I mean, we've talked about the centre halves. There's right, a there's winger. One. There's there one, was right. there was a midfielder who has gone elsewhere. Um, Kyle Turner oh, yeah, of course. had spoken about his kind of desire to play in the Premiership. Now he's going to turn out for Partick Thistle in the Championship. Your thoughts? I think that's a really good signing for them. Um, I'm not, again, not going to pretend I know everything about Kyle Turner's career. However, all I can say is that whenever he played against us, particularly that game in November, we don't firm and beat them, he stood out going, he looks very good, for especially for his age. Um, fair play to him for like not signing the Dunfermline just because he it was an easy thing to do. Well, the, 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 this is where we're going to disagree because, I, and I don't know whether it's just my pars pals talking here, but I too was impressed with Kyle Turner back in November. Um, and I think he won the Championship Player of the Month around that time. Yeah. But then there was a supposed attitude problem. I don't know whether that's because we'd come in in January um, sort of initially, and then he wanted the move, but seemingly Stevie Crawford sort of froze him out at that stage. He then went on loan to Airdrie for the second half of the season. So I don't know whether, I mean, looking at it, it'd be a risk-free signing. And obviously now it's not going to happen. So we can talk about it, you know, at leisure, but I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have been on board. I've got to be honest. I, th- I think this supposed attitude problem, and is he really all that? I mean, I, I took to Twitter once I saw the links. Reagan's a far better player than him for me. And I'm not just saying that because I know Reagan, but <laughs> obviously now he's in the team of the year, been very impressive for, for Rovers this season. Um, Listen, and if his deal's up, I'd rather go in for Reagan than, than Kyle Turner. If somebody said you could pick, you have to pick between Reagan Hendry and Kyle Turner, you only get one, I'd pick Reagan Hendry as well, right? I, I, I don't disagree with any of that. However... I think Kyle Turner would have been a very risk-free signing because we'd have got him on a free. I don't really care about attitude problems if they're playing well. I'd really disagree with the way Dunfermline handled that because, right, fine, he wants to leave. At least get your worth at him for the second half of the season. Well, I'm not trying to say Dunfermline would have done better than they did with Kyle Turner in the midfield, but I don't think they would have done any worse. I just think it was stupid point. sending them out on loan. Because then what's that got to do with him? That's just go- that's not exactly going to make him go, I'm really going to reconsider here. He's just got to double down and go, right, fuck yes. I'm going I'm elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I I wouldn't have been blown out the water by it. It wouldn't have been like a season-defining transfer. I think it would have been a very nice wee transfer, particularly with Irving leaving. Yeah. Definitely. I think it would have been quite a like for like. But yeah, I I definitely agree. I'd rather have Reagan Hendry. I, I just think, you know, I, I am encouraged. I don't know whether you caught the Scarves Around the Funnel interview with Robbie. Yes. Um, when he was talking about, obviously, the people at the club looking at players as assets. That's been long overdue for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I touched on Jimmy Dunn and the potential sort of stepping stone that Hearts could provide. Again, it's, it's sort of that, I think we sort of need to realise kind of where we're at. And I, that might offend a lot of listeners, but no, I so agree. I so I hate this but, attitude. Do, of, do you know what I'm trying? Do you know what I'm trying to get at? It, it just 
like like we've touched on, it's risk free and it it only benefits us and the player as well. I I never care ever about hearing a player going, I'm using Hudson as a second stone if they play well. Like Arnold June did that. Arnold June used this as a second stone, made it very clear, and he was very good for us. And then And loved his time here. Yeah, exactly. Just because someone goes, Oh, I'm using this as a stepping stone doesn't mean they can't enjoy the team, love the team, and enjoy their time overall. It just means that they have higher ambitions. Listen, I think part of the problem has been is that the amount of signings we make who are just like, well, this is the peak of my career when they're like 24. It's like, yeah, listen, you could get folk like Rudy who come in really young the first time, obviously, and they never really hit the heights again in their career. But Rudy had a lot of ambition to do more than what we did. Now, obviously, that doesn't therefore mean that they're then going to do it or that they're going to be class when they're here for us. It's an awful thing when they think they're better than they are and then they're rubbish. That's that's rubbish for everybody involved, right? But if somebody comes in, like a Jimmy Dunn, signs a two-year deal, is amazing for those two years, and then we sell him on, or he just even leaves... I'd thank him for those two years. It's like, yeah, well, we got two years of a great player. Yeah, and and, and I think I'm, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm realizing that it's these guys' job. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. Hi, welcome think, to welcome to my mindset. No, well, but, hello. But but do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not expecting players to stay at Hearts for the duration of their career. It's a disservice to them and their family if if that's the case, and they're happy to settle for less money, you know, a, a lesser profile. I, I don't know. I just feel as though we're sort of a higher rung on the ladder, certainly in, in Kyle Turner's case, than either Thistle or Dunfermline. Yeah. But again, it's about wanting more. And speaking of ambition, before we get on to sort of the last player that I wanted to touch on, how hilarious is the fact that Celtic fans cannot fathom that Eddie Howe is interested in a Premier League job and a Premier League job only, exactly the same way as Brendan Rodgers used Celtic as a stepping stone. It's just mental. It's just such an insane... It's the perfect button on their season. It sums up their season. Just, who do you think Who do you think is going to get the job? I think this... Oh, I don't even want to try. <laughs> the Greek-born Australian fella. The Australian boy. Um, I will... I don't have a lot of opinion on the Eddie Howe thing. I objectively think it's funny that for 93 days, they tried to get him. It was like, oh, we've got him, lads. We've got him. We're just waiting on these backroom staff. I promise. And everybody was dropping these exclusives. And, exactly. You know, right. for a club of Celtic's supposed size and stature, the whole thing's just a total embarrassment. Um, Absolutely. I, I was getting so tiresome of going on the timeline and just seeing Eddie Howe chat. It's like, yeah. lads... If he if he really wanted to come, he'd have been there in an instant. Because Celtic, again, I'm going to offend a lot of listeners here. Have a pull for young managers, definitely. It's it, it's the whole stepping stone thing. He looked at Brendan Rodgers' career, thought his reputation was arguably in tatters after Liverpool. He's used Celtic now. Is kicking on with Leicester. I'm gonna I'm gonna want a bit of that. But if he doesn't, then fair play. He's obviously set his sights on on the Premier League. Um, I will say this about this Australian boy. Uh-huh. I don't like some of the discourse around it. Do you it, think it's very dismissive? It's very Stendhal-esque to me. <laughs> some of it, 
listen, yes, the A-League isn't of the highest quality. I would personally argue that the Scottish Premiership is of a higher quality than the A-League. And now he's over in Japan. Yeah, and and in Japan, stuff like that, right? I, however, wouldn't think it's a massive jump because (laughs) whilst, yes, for Celtic, who have like Edward and stuff like that, Rangers doing so well in Europe, we also up until this season have had Hamilton, right? (laughs) So some of the kind of, by the journalists who were like, well, Stendhal shit, he's fucking got a messed up hair. (coughs) Graham Spears. Well, fucking Graham Spears is prime candidate for this because there is an element of it's a foreign guy coming in with potentially either different methods of doing stuff, a la Ian Catherway's laptop, or it's just somebody from, that you've never heard of, so automatically you discount them. And that is, that's just stupid. Like, if he's going to be rubbish, let him be rubbish on his own merits, like Kashina did. Right? That's an example it, of that. It's the Scottish mindset, isn't it? it, it it's such an old boys club, which we've absolutely seen the physical embodiment of in the last two weeks. But at least try and pretend it's not. Like, at least give off an air that anybody can come in and it's this great, new, exciting thing. But it's that whenever there is the slightest potential for something different or a different way of doing things or a person coming from a just different like part change. of the world, yeah, yeah, it's just shut your ears, shut your eyes. No, they're going to be rubbish. And off, it's always annoying when people like Cathro happen and they don't work out because it then reinforces that in their heads, going, see, I was right. And the Alessio thing, like we touched on earlier as well. But exactly. But then Alessio is another example of players having too much power, Kurt Broadfoot going, the goal for yeah. us to be doing sheep for hours, and then look where they are. I am not trying to say that Alessio was a fantastic appointment, stuff like that. Obviously, his European situation was a nightmare. Oh, I know that stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. That was a nightmare. However, at the same time, players acting like Alessio had no chance of succeeding in the game is yeah, as ridiculous. His days were numbered before they even began. Exactly, because really. he, he, just... he, he didn't sound Scottish. So therefore, it was like, oh, who are you? And then lo and behold, I mean, we're not we're not going to touch on him because I, I, I can't believe I'm even about to say this. Yeah. But then you've got Ross County appointing you-know-who. Yeah, it's just fucking disgusting. And just so, to spit in the face we're, to everybody. We're, we're, we're not going to talk about him. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, talking about, you know, foreign guys and messed up hair, one of whom is departing the club. However, before I get into Hearts' statement with regards to player departures today, and also tying in with what we're talking about with Malky Mackay, what did you make of Bobby's Lamal's comments? Just mental. Like, out of the blue... Mental. For those that don't know, this is with regards to the whole Andre Cadella and Glenn Kamara um, episode when Slavia Prague and Rangers went head head in in the Europa League. I just I want to get his actual comments up, so because I don't want yeah to... go for it because you don't want to misquote or whatever. Yes, absolutely. Like because that especially with the topic that we're discussing. 
you cannot misquote people. So the I don't really want to speak about them, so I won't name the newspaper that they're it's from. However, <laughs> he was speaking to a Czech yes, a Czech publication. I'm not gonna pronounce this right, so I apologize, but it's spelled Idnes, but that's definitely how I pronounce it. So it was saying uh, asked about it. I don't really know why he was asked, but I guess it's because he was in the country. When it happened. Yeah, so, I mean, why why go to him anyway? I guess only, because he's he a the only Czech, Czech player in Scotland or something. Though? I guess that probably is an element of it that he is a Czech player in Scotland, so he was kind of on like both sides of the situation. And now a Scottish Cup winner, dear God. <laughs> oh, we'll speak about that because I want to speak about him in regards to that as well. Um, so Bobby said, we had a lot of discussion about the match at my club. There are a lot of guys at Hearts who are diehard Rangers fans. Only the racism was discussed. What a fucking novelty that is. They saw it differently than I did. The subject was quite hot and explosive. Now it is calmer. No one in Scotland spoke about the tackles, only the racism. I pointed out how the match was played. Aggressive football is standard for Scots, but this went too far. Uh, what Bobby is referring to is when Kimar Roof hit the goalkeeper Kolar in the head and in the face, studied them and stuff like that. Kimar Roof was then subsequently handed a ban after the game. Uh, he said that the apology was nothing. The ra- And then this is the quote. So again, this is not from me. Please do not take this out of context. This is from Bobby's Lamal. The racism was great for Rangers because it covered up all their shortcomings as Slavia beat them. Rangers players are definitely no saints. The whole thing annoys me because no one has presented any evidence. Innocent until proven guilty is supposed to be a big thing in the West, but that has not happened. I I hope Andre will continue to play in the Euros. Uh, Subsequently, we have found out that his ban has been upheld, so he will not be able to play in the Euros. And he's he's been found guilty, hasn't he? Yes, I believe so. I believe so. I, I think I think that is right. I, th- I thought I saw that before I came on here. So, Bobby's Lamal, just as well you're off. I'm not having anybody defend a racist. It's Goodbye. just insane, like, because the two is correlating things that have no correlation. That Of no. course, of course, the came on roof challenge on the keeper was bad. He should have been sent off for it. It's ridiculous. He shouldn't. But, but how, an, how can that even be compared to... There is an implication there... That you know it was I mean? deserved reaction oh. from Kudela to racially abuse Gun Kamara. And then secondly, the, the statement where he said the racism was great for Rangers because it covered up all their shortcomings is absolutely disgusting for two reasons. First of all, the less important reason, I, listen, I hate Rangers, right? I have no love for Rangers at all. But the one thing you cannot throw at them is that they were not gracious in defeat. Gerard and all the players said, listen, we were yeah. fairly beaten over Spot two on. legs. There was no way that we would have won that. We're not trying to take it away. However, and the most important thing is implicating that Glenn Kamara deserved or is happy that he was racially abused as if to take away from a performance. It is just abhorrent. Awful. I don't even know what mindset that is. Like that's just that's just rank. It's hot. It, it genuinely is just disgusting. I cannot imagine how Glenn Kamara and all those affected by racism felt when they heard that. It is another symptom and example of why nothing's changing within the game and society at large because people have that mindset. It's ridiculous. The one positive of that article for me is when he said that no one else in the team agreed with his viewpoint. Couldn't have put it any better myself, mate. So fuck off, Bobby. I'm so glad you're gone. And of course, he and 10 others will leave hearts upon the expiration of their contracts as the club posted. So 
11 players will leave Hearts upon expiration of their contracts over the next 10 days. The contracts of A.D. White, Christoph Berra, Zdenek Zlamal, Harry Cochran, Elliot Freer, Sean Ward and Leroy Makavora all expired today. So that's the 31st of May. Um, Ollie Lee, Colin Doyle, Lewis Moore and Craig Whiten will move on from the club after their deals end on the best day of all time, June the 9th. Uh, Javain Castanier will return to his parent club Coventry City following his loan spell at Tynecastle. Whilst Andy Irving's contract expires today, under SPFL rules in relation to training compensation, a player has until June the 14th to accept the contract offer made to him. The club would like to thank each player leaving hearts for their efforts every time they pulled on a maroon shirt, and we wish them all the best in the future. Happy with that, mate? The only interesting thing about that statement is the Andy Irving thing. Yeah. I don't think anybody else really gives a toss about... I'm guided about Leroy McAvora because in FM... He's oh, class. God. He's class in FM, and I'm really going to be interested to see how he does. Because it's one of those things where it's like, whenever you speak to people, he's had he's got quite a lot of promise, apparently. But then we've released him, so how much of that is true? That's interesting. We he and Harry Cochrane are going to come back to bite us, aren't they? I disagree with Cochrane. But okay. a wee bit guided about Ollie Lee and Craig Whiten, just because I think. Yeah, it's fair. I love Ollie Lee for that game. Craig White in. I still think he would have been an alright rotation option. But everybody else, yep, totally fine with. But yeah, the the only interesting thing is that Irving has yet signed the contract. He's got until the 14th, but that is confirmation for me that Andy Irving is away. Yeah, he's off. He's off. Which is a shame, but listen, if he's if his head's been turned and he doesn't want to use hearts as a stepping stone, then then so be it. I think you'll go to Holland. Do you? Holland what, or Germany? What? Holland or Germany? See, the Germany shout's been quite um, prevalent, so be be interesting to see where he ends up. So, yeah, yeah I mean, he's sort of the only one that I really wish the better. He and Berra. I'm so than, sad with the way it's than, ended with Berra. So but other sad. than that, I'm not really, you know, shouting from the rooftop. I'll, I'll drive Castanier back to commentary. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else you want me to say on Jermaine Castanier other than the fact that he was hauled off at half-time against Broader Rangers speaks volumes. Good. And uh, the, big, the, uh, the other big thing, sorry, from that is that uh, Loic Demure's no going to get that treatment for another two seasons! <sighs> How depressing. He's going to come into the squad next season and be player of the year. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, a, a chance that he will get in pre-season could come in the Premier Sports Cup. Obviously, we made our predictions prior to, to the draw being made. Um, do you want to run through them and see how, how we did? Who did I even say? I, can't, I can remember a couple. Oh, wait. I think I said, tell me if I'm wrong. I think uh, I said Inverness, yep. Cowden Beath, yes. Brora and Beacon. Yes. Correct. That's exactly what you said. I um, would have preferred that group. <laughs> Why is that? So that we could renew the, the friendship with Inverness still. It's, this is the thing. Inverness, yes, love them. But also we get them every single year. So it was <laughs> like, well, that's happening. We often get Cowden Beef as well. So I was like, we'll get them. But then, And I said East Fife in mine. We seem to always get them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brora just for the story of that. Like that would have been interesting. And then Breakin just because of the summer. That would have been interesting as well. And I'd want us to beat them 23-0. Do you want me to run through my prediction? Yes, go for it. So I 
I opted for Dundee <laughs> to continue the, the love-hate <laughs> relationship. Um, Aloe Athletic, because I thought that the, <laughs> then the commentators would throw up the, and the Wasps got the better of hearts the last time the two met in the competition. Um, East Fife, because again, <laughs> similar to you with Inverness and Cowden Beath, seem to get them every year. Uh, and Peter Head, which obviously then later came to fruition. Um, what a shout that is for you. But, don't know why, just probably because we got beat the last time up there, so that's that's a good a good buzz. But obviously, if we run through the actual group that we did get, Inverness and Peterhead were, were two of the sides that we've mentioned. Also, go back up, um, potentially, although we're yet to see the fixtures, because uh, Cove Rangers, we've, we've drawn them. So it's Inverness, Cove Rangers and Peterhead. I mean, this whole geographical thing, oh. three of the most northerly teams imaginable, yet we are southeast. Um, and obviously the mighty Sterling Albion as well, which I'm buzzing about. Yes, yeah, so am I. Went to Unit Sterling, went to a few Sterling games. Very chuffed with that. And, and mine's simply in the family, because I don't even know if I've told you this, but obviously I was brainwashed into Sporting Hearts by my dad. His father, my granddad, sports Rangers. However, my great-grandfather was a Sterling Albion fan. So there you go. Ah, that'll be class. That'll be lovely. So that will be nice. We've also got the Open Goal Derby. Indeed. <laughs> I, I can imagine Andy Halliday two foot inside. I, I would love that. <laughs> that would make me like Andy Halliday. Not that I've got anything against sci Just, just it be, would be just funny. Be it would be so funny if he just half some. But obviously, what, what do you make of that? And sort of the fact that we are southeast, yet we could have trips up to, to Cove and Peterhead. We'll get, oh, just... I really hope we get Peterhead and Sterling away, can I just say. That would be brilliant because don't fancy the trip up to Cove again, despite the fact that we've won up there the last time, but I'd love for us to get some sort of revenge on Peterhead, as, as tin pot as that sounds, just the fact that it would be two grounds that I could tick off the list, if fans are allowed back in, of course. Which we won't be. Which we probably won't be. And yeah, to, to go up to Peterhead and do them, I think that'd be a, a decent meal away day. But what's your thoughts? I just don't care. I'm like Robin Nielsen. I hate this fucking tournament. Um, <laughs> j- my only thoughts, honestly, are I'll be annoyed if we drop points. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Inverness. <laughs> Inverness are the one team I could understand it. Everybody else. Oh, we're should, going be, to, should be battering. We're going to finish second behind Cove. That's what's well, going to happen. Well, this is what I was touching about on, on past the mic when I was doing the sort of reacting to the draw, because the only time that I can re- ever remember us flying through the group was last season, and then look how it ended up. Yeah, Whereas beforehand, we've scraped through the group and then got to, like, quarters semis. I just remember Catherine's time where we got beat by Dunfermline of penalties, and then he was oh sacked. That's oh, the main Jesus. thing I remember. I just, I just, I was in Zante then, thank God, and oh. that was one of the worst days of my life because I was rough as hell. But, yeah, I'm delighted that I wasn't there to see that. I'm very jealous of that. But I just hate that it's called the Premier Sports Cup now. <laughs> it could be worse. I mean, the, the league was yet to get a sponsor. We could have had the Premier Sports Premiership. Oh, my God. That is Imagine such a fair that. point. That's a fair point. I'll stick with the Premier Sports Cup. <sighs> of course, the, the potential Premier Sports Premiership <laughs> is the league that Hearts will be competing in. <sighs> What did you make of that season ticket video? Because, oh. listen, we've we've had various frustrations, me more so, throughout last <laughs> year. 
However, that just all seems to have gone out the window, given that video. I mean, I had goosebumps and was on the verge of tears, me being the, the emotional soul that I am. So what did you make of it? I like the idea that Craig Gordon wrote the poem. I want to believe that, even though it's not true at all. And he was no, just told, no, Craig, no, no, Craig, no, no. Craig, Craig, we're, we're going to believe that. I know, I know that you've got you got on a flight, mate, right? But go and just read this before you go. Um, uh, Craig, Craig, put the Scotland training to to uh, the back burner for the minute and just get that get that <laughs> get that recording done. My, girl. I just it was so good. Listen, we've all complained all season, right? <laughs> and it has been a nightmare, and oh my god! But I, it it kind of goes as well with this point that I wanted to make. See, the last few weeks, and they'll have the Hearts game. I've hated it. <laughs> I have and I haven't, but these these crafty bastards, man. Honestly, this club is going to be the death of me. Like, <laughs> I've it's literally so been good. moaning all season, showing my discontent whenever I can, and lo and behold, they pulled that out the back. And then the frightened rabbits cover as well, which is oh, like my God. favorite cover because I love frightened rabbits. Oh my God, it's just it's just class. I it will be interesting there to see how many folk buy. I'd cite that video as a direct reason. <laughs> They're not signing up to see the rank football, just, just the fact that the video sold them. Exactly, exactly. However, whilst that is now us speaking about everything we had planned to speak about with Scottish football, there's a big thing. There's a big thing happening as we record this in two weeks. Two weeks today, the 14th of June, the Euros kickoff. Mad. And unbelievably, for the first time in our lives, Scotland are actually going to be there. Um, so, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll know this. We took it, well, we went to social media and asked you guys, do you want to hear us make Euros content? Because obviously, the Perth to Paisley podcast, we're a hearts podcast. Predominantly, I will add. Yeah, absolutely. Because As obviously seen, we've touched on a variety of subjects today. Exactly. This is an example of what it will be like, but better and actually more informed. Um, <laughs> basically, we asked you guys, do you want to see us make Scotland content at the Euros? And it finished like 73% yes. It was an overwhelming majority. Massive, massive thank you to anybody who voted in that poll or has tweeted stuff to us asking us to do Euros content. So starting next week, you will have Perth to Paisley on tour where me and Adam are going to be discussing the Euros as Scotland progresses. So you're going to get a minimum of three episodes. It might just be, well, probably four because we'll have a summing up. So a minimum of four because we've got three games and then a summing up. However, if we do the impossible and actually do anything, then we will follow and create episodes as long as Scotland are in it. That will then, there will be a kind of a little break again for a couple of weeks. And then, as we've just spoken about, the Premier Sports Cup begins. I actually, All the elite competitions getting covered here. Yes, exactly. That is the plan. We're very excited because, as we've said... We have never known Scotland in a national tournament. I, again, I will speak next week 
We're going to have a preview episode where we discuss the squad, who we think should have been in it, if we think certain people should have been left out, and kind of give our predictions for the upcoming games. But we're just very excited, aren't we? We certainly are. Buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. I mean, the World Cup in 98, my father brought me home as a newborn baby and plonked me in front of Scotland's opening match. So, like you say, it's been that long. I, I literally turned 23 in about a week and a half. So, it just speaks volumes, mate, how, how the drought has finally come to an end. Absolutely. But we will get into much more than that next week. But massive thank you for listening this week. We know we've been away for a wee while. We're back with different content. We understand it's not going to be for everybody. I'll be totally honest. I've only got an interest in the national team since November. That's like, prior to that, I didn't give a shit either. But we hope that you will enjoy our content to whatever degree that you fancy. But yes, we are the Perth to Paisley podcast. You can get us on all the socials at Perth to Paisley. We're also on YouTube. You can look at an image. I have no idea what the image is for this week, but I'll find something. Uh, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively, massively helps, pushes us to more people. The support this season has been unbelievable, and we really hope that you stick with us throughout this Euros coverage and for the start of next season. Adam, where can everybody get you on social media? They can get me on all the socials at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, mate? I am at dmciver22. Please, please, please join us next week for the first episode of Perth Paisley on Tour, where we'll be discussing everything to do with Scotland. And until then, see you later.